Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. We are so grateful to collaborate with you. My name is Colleen McCoy-Sika, and I'm here with Jill Annabelle. Hello, Jill. Hi. We are um, not going to call out any names or get personal when I ask you this question today, okay? <laughs> okay. I, I just want you to think of an instance and describe it, okay? Yeah. Okay. I want you to tell me if you ever remember sitting through a really boring class as a student. Uh-huh. You've been them. a student for a, a really long time, right? We've done a lot of school, yeah. you and I. So if you can think of an example, can you describe why you found it boring? I remember a class I took that I already knew the content. And so mm. I didn't need to hear the lesson. And I didn't quite know what the assignment was as a math class. I was a math, I had a math degree. Like I, you know, I eventually studied math, but when I was still a K-12 student. I was in math classes I didn't need. I could look at the page and do it. I was gifted in that very specific area for some courses in algebra. And I remember being probably a stinker of a kid about it, ah. but I didn't have to pay attention. I could just do the homework, but they wouldn't put the homework assignment on the board until the lesson was done. So I didn't know if we were doing the odds or the evens or which numbers. Uh -huh. so sometimes I would just start it. I just do it anyway, thinking I'll just do all of them. I was such a nerd too. So, and I think that's before I go on my soapbox, I think it's when we don't hit the just right lesson, we end up, if it's too easy or too hard, it's really hard to pay attention. So I'm going to confess, like, because I, I didn't love math. I wasn't like interested in the math mm -hmm. lesson and I could like hold my own, but I wasn't really interested. Mm -hmm. I would either read, I read French poetry in high school. So I would like put it did. in my math book and I wrote poetry. Like that's what I did in math class. Oh. And especially I remember one year I was like right next to the window. I had this beautiful view outside the window. It was terrible. Oh. I wrote some great poetry that year. Okay. So the reason why I ask you this question, okay. Is actually because I had the pleasure of attending an eighth grade English class at St. Mary's middle school, high school in Paducah, Kentucky recently. And I found myself thinking two things while I was sitting in this classroom, enjoying the class so much. I wish I had intentionally structured my classes that way as a teacher. And I wish more of my teachers had structured classes that way, mm. because I also remember just being disengaged from class, not just mm -hmm. because I didn't like the subject, not just because I didn't like the content, but sometimes because of the structure of the class, you mm -hmm. know, and it kind of drags on. So after the class, I talked with the teacher and asked if we could talk about that particular class on the podcast so that this lesson idea comes to us today from her. And, and she was like, absolutely. Her name is Rachel Gavin. And she has taught high school English for about 10 years and is now teaching in the middle school. And her style is awesome for middle school for this reason. So let me describe it to you, Jill. Okay. I come in the class pretty early in the class, not, not exactly at, at the first moment, but when I got in there, the kids were doing a five minute bell ringer. So it was quiet mm -hmm. and they were writing. And then they did five minute vocab jeopardy which was interactive mm -hmm. fun. And they all knew exactly where to go. Pull out your vocab cards. Can we use our vocab cards while we do this? Yes, you can. Yep. So if you have those, go ahead and use them. It was fantastic. Then they had 10 minutes of editing 
broken sentences. So very poorly written sentences Mm -hmm. that were Mm -hmm. up on the board, projected up on the board. And she said to get into groups of three and she put them in different areas of the classroom. They knew exactly how to group. They knew exactly where to go. As I turned around and looked at the classroom, I noticed there was a table over on this side. There was a carpet on the floor over there that was big enough for about four students to sit on. There was another space over here. So the classroom was Mm -hmm. divided up and it was just a regular size classroom. She just Mm -hmm. used the space so perfectly to do that. So then they did that for a few minutes and then they pulled out their essay starters from the day before she said, let's review your claim and your evidence. And then you're going to take that evidence and use the sentence stems to develop your evidence into sequenced sentences. So she's got all of this structured out for eighth Mm -hmm. graders and the sentence stems were really cool. So for kids who aren't quite sure how to get started on a sentence, this is training them to do that. And then they had to share with a partner and read it out loud. The pace was perfect. The Mm -hmm. kids didn't have time to disengage from any of those activities as the class rolled on. And they were very well trained to transition very quickly. It was absolutely dreamy. So what do you think? That's amazing. Well, it's reminding me of, and did she know you were coming in ahead of time or no? She totally knew I was coming in. And the funny thing was, so when we sat down though, she goes, I just want you to know that was no dog and pony show. And I said, I know it wasn't because those kids knew exactly where to find. Mm -hmm. They knew how to transition. That was not a show. That's amazing. Yep. I think and a lot of that comes down to, I was hearing a lot about transitions in there and how yeah. if students already know the rhythm of the lesson or the different segments of the lesson, then your transitions can be really tight. You're yep. losing like 15 seconds or 30 seconds for them to move from one thing to the other thing. And they are engaged the whole time because even if, so let's throw my scenario in there. Even if you have a stinker of a kid who thinks it's too easy, I only have to be <laughs> disgruntled about that for like 10 minutes. And then I'm onto something else that's probably going to engage me. So right. If you have students where it's like too high or too low and not just right, you can, you can keep them moving because they're going to get reshuffled with other students and onto different tasks. The variety matters. And I think that's what, that was the piece of it that I thought, well, I mean, one of the pieces of it that I thought was so great because wherever a student's strengths were Mm -hmm. throughout the course of that lesson, they got to show where their strength was. And if they struggled, chances are they were working with another peer who, you know, was kind of able to be a good influence, lead them through that. And I did see that I saw kids, different kids taking the lead in different activities, participating in different ways as it moved through. And I also saw the teacher talking one-on-one with students during sitting with the groups moving around. So all of that, it was the structure of the lesson. It was the structure of the class itself. That was so fantastic, regardless of what those activities were, even though some Mm -hmm. were talking, some were quiet, some had a a graphic organizer, some did not take out a piece of paper, but all of it was things that were prepared. So you Mm -hmm. can tell they spend a few minutes on something, you put it away, you take it out later, you take it out the next day. And I had recently been talking to another teacher friend of mine about really just the way the adolescent brain engages anyway. Mm -hmm. And, and the importance of being able to change things up. And if not during different times of the day that you can introduce and practice, which is really the best thing for the adolescent brain. But if you can't do that, at least breaking it up and doing things at different points within the hour, but still within predictable means, right? So you're not trying to say like, surprise kids, we're doing something wild and new. Like you're really saying, I've taught you these processes. I've taught you what's successful in these different segments of the class. It sounds as though the bigger plan, the unit plan is solid enough that she knew exactly what she had to get done 
worked backwards end goal in mm-hmm. mind worked backwards so that every mind. segment was moving toward a bigger structure and objectives this is where planning on the front end matters and sometimes we take that for granted and we try to fly we all have bad days we try to fly by the seat of our pants and then the paper's not printed or we don't know which groups are putting kids in and all of those minutes matter so it sounds as though a well-designed lesson means students have consistent procedures and practices and it all moves toward the bigger picture. Oh, I would have loved to have seen that classroom. That sounds Jill, fantastic. You would have loved it. You would have loved it. And you know, whatever the objectives are on the board, there are different ways to meet those objectives mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. how you're going to get there. So it was, yeah, for me, especially because, you know, as, as a former English teacher, I just absolutely loved it. And so getting great, oh, there's the bell, uh, <laughs> just getting great ideas. Also that can help me to plan professional development. I think like mm-hmm. now I'm thinking about what, well, because the adult brain, you know, no, oh, yeah. Is yeah, really we have to keep moving. Right. <laughs> right. When Absolutely. it comes to engagement. All right. Well, we will tackle that question another day. It is time to go back to class. So there are always more ideas than time to celebrate them, but we are certainly going to do our best to try. We drop episodes three days per week throughout the school year. So send us your ideas and share the love with your fellow teachers. Go to CatholicTeachersLounge.com to share. The Catholic Teachers Lounge is your haven of hope to exchange ideas and affirm your efforts. We will see you next time.